Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Peak Fennell, and today I'm joined, as always, by Tempest, the wrestler. I am Tempest. You are the wrestler. The wrestler. Yeah, there it is. Uh, hi, how's it going today, mate? Ah, uh, you know it, it's going all right. I had to review an well, not review, but cover an extra show last night. Thank you mm. so much, NBA playoff playoff for CW on two Fridays. Uh, that being said, I actually enjoyed that show. So, uh, mm. Pete, you know, I know we're not exactly the people that run this uh, this channel, this company, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yep. what do you say about making the executive decision to just review AEW Dynamite instead of SmackDown? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the feeling that that might be uh, it might be a one person review. I think uh, considering I haven't seen Dynamite because I was watching SmackDown for this review, so uh, I could we, maybe we'll just flip back and forth. I'll do a segment of SmackDown, you do a segment of Dynamite. I do a segment of SmackDown, you do a segment of Dynamite, and it will it will be flawless. Yeah, it, it would be flawless. It would be a fifty percent better review than if we just talked about <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, that's not what we're going to do. We are just going to talk about SmackDown as usual. Uh, uh, speaking of, we should just get in and start talking about the show. Uh, so let's do that. Uh, where What we're actually going to be talking about first is more of a, an overarching point of, is SmackDown actually good? Let's talk about it. So, is SmackDown actually good? Is, I feel like, a very inflammatory question, right? And I understand that. I get it. Because 
even on this show, both of us have been praising SmackDown heavily for quite a while. And I feel like even in recent months, going to the tail end of last year and going into this year, you've had some really good stuff on the show, even excluding the very obvious positive of Roman Reigns. That's been the one constant since like SummerSlam last year that's been really, really good, right? Even outside of that, you've had some other really good stuff. The rise of Bianca Belair. You had Big E as Intercontinental Champion. Um, even Sami Zayn's run before that was really good. Um, having like the, the rise of Big E in that sense as well. Having uh, KO and his uh, going for the, for the Universal title and all that stuff. You've had good things about SmackDown and stuff that was at least intriguing to see where it was going. Um, however, I feel like currently in the current product, since, since probably Mania, um, SmackDown's been spinning its wheels a lot. And the Roman Reigns stuff continues to be one of the best things going in wrestling. Um, hands down. Absolutely amazing stuff, and we've we've spoken about it so many times that the, his character and all the stories surrounding him since he's come back have been absolutely phenomenal. Outside of that, and I feel like this episode in particular, which is why I've titled it for this episode, this episode in particular really highlighted that anything outside of the Roman story right now is a bit pants. It's a bit rubbish. Because on this show, from start to end, Pretty much every single story, outside of the Roman one, finished in exactly the same place as where it started. Nothing really happened on this show. And I will say, it's not as egregiously bad as Raw is. Raw, I think, is actively damaging and terrible and a complete waste of time makes you want to hate yourself. Right? SmackDown isn't that bad. But it's not good. It's not good. Outside, with the exception, the little asterisk of, yes, Roman Reigns stuff is fantastic and amazing and incredible and great everything, as it should be. It's the top story on the show for your top title. It should be the best thing on the show. Absolutely. Everything else, mm, take it or leave it. I mean, we've looked at this show. I've been doing these reviews since WrestleMania, and I went into it having not really enjoyed SmackDown in the past. I wasn't watching it every week, but when I watched it, I was like, eh, I don't really see the hype. And then I watched the the show since WrestleMania. I watched the show since WrestleMania, and I was like, oh, you know what? I really like that show. And then I really like that show, and I really like that show. Maybe I was too hard on SmackDown. I really like this show so far. And I'm still watching the same show. Mm-hmm. And this was the week where I was like, this is completely unacceptable. I've been watching the same show for six weeks. And I'm tired of it. Uh, hmm. Roman Reigns is arguably the greatest character in wrestling currently. He is just an all-around perfect performer at the moment. And he has the best storyline. He has the best matches in the company. The whole deal. Perfect presentation. You can read, or not read, you can listen to me talk about it more on my YouTube channel, Tempest the Wrestler, where I just put up a new video of how WWE fixed Roman Reigns, talk about how great he is. Everything else on this show drove me up the wall this week. Like, ooh, ooh, everything just, just drove me nuts. It's maddening guys this show sucked 
the opening match I thought was really, really, really good. And I was off to a fantastic start to this show. I was like, oh, that was such a fun match. A match itself that advances the story. That's exactly what you want. Let's crack on. Let's see the rest of the show. It's going to be great. And then it just wasn't. And to me, there is a direct link between how much Roman Reigns is used on a show and how good the show is. Because you will go back and look at the shows that we that we gave like the lowest ratings to since WrestleMania. And the ones that we've given the lowest ratings to is like, there's only one Roman Reigns segment or it's a very short Roman Reigns segment. Roman Reigns isn't the focus of that show. All of the best shows, all of the best shows are the ones that focus on Roman Reigns. And on this show, we got two backstage segments with Roman Reigns and then the tag match furthering that storyline. That yeah. part of the show was excellent. Five out of five wrestling. Everything else was like a one out of five on this show. And it's not because the wrestling necessarily was bad, although in some cases I thought it was. It's that I've seen it all before. And I got into, not an argument, because I don't care to argue on Twitter, but I said that this show felt like a rerun. And people were like, oh, no, there's only one rematch on the show. How could it be a rerun? I was like, you don't get it. It's a rerun because we're not moving forward. We're just watching the same stuff. Like we're getting a Seth Rollins promo that is the same promo he could have cut before WrestleMania. And it wasn't even a good promo at that. We got Bailey laughing at Bianca Belair and saying that she cheated. Same as last week. There just happened to be a match going on. We got a minute and a half Kevin Owens Apollo Crews match that we saw like three weeks ago sick of that and then we got the the Mysterios against the Dirty Dogs which we saw at Backlash the exact same match but it was inverted Tempest don't you understand oh, yes <laughs> but you see Pete when the matches in WWE are all the same it doesn't matter which baby face you attack yeah. backstage yeah it really doesn't it doesn't change the context of the match and so when you've got like four segments on a show that are just a complete rehash of what we've been doing since WrestleMania, I really lose interest. And I'm really just yeah. waiting for this show to be over. Yeah. You know, we, so we spent, just my last point on the matter is like, we spent a good long while talking about, okay, would have liked to have seen a bunch of feuds end at WrestleMania, but they kept going. All right, fine. Backlash is the next pay-per-view. Then it'll be over. And that's that backlash was two weeks ago now. And they're still just going with the same feuds. And I'm very tired of it. I need something new. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I feel like it's such a shame because SmackDown has been good. Like I said, there's been bright spots outside of the Roman stuff in months gone by. But it's just so inconsistent with how good the other stuff is. Like Biggie versus... Um, uh Seamus, I think, was a, a really good uh, little feud. Uh taking the moment when Wiggy got assaulted in the in the parking lot stuff was really cool. And even like the, the Jeff Hardy and Seamus stuff, even though it really had like its down parts with you know throwing piss in the face, that wasn't very good. That bar fight brawl I thought was a ton of fun. It's like the, there was like really good bright spots. And you had like AJ Styles win the Continental title and his match against Daniel Bryan in the performance center and all that stuff. Like SmackDown's had really good stuff in like the past year. 
but it's just so inconsistent with how good it is. And the one consistent is always Roman Reigns. And it's almost a detriment of how good the Roman Reigns stuff is because it really throws the spotlight onto the rest of the show as to be like, why isn't the rest of the show like this? And it's, and I, I, I want to come across, because I know we're being quite negative about this, because SmackDown isn't a great show, honestly. It's not, outside of the Roman stuff. But it's just because the Roman stuff is so good, it just makes the rest of the show look worse by comparison. And I feel like a lot of the people that are telling us we're wrong in the live chat right now, because I can see a lot of people saying, like, you're you're idiots. And that's totally fine. If, that, if that's the opinion you have, that's totally fine. I feel like... People have been so conditioned by WWE to accept a mediocre show as something that's good. And that's that's exactly what SmackDown was this week. It was completely mediocre. Um, and I feel like when people say that, they, they need to watch other stuff that's actually good. <laughs> like, watch other TV shows, other stuff that actually has really good storytelling and stuff that you enjoy and you want to watch the next episode every single week. And it builds characters and layers to every story and stuff like that. Uh, the Roman bit is really good storytelling. It just needs to be across everything. And that would make a fantastic WWE product. They have the talent. They have the people. It's just that it needs to kind of be separated out across all the other people that's not just Roman. And people have been so conditioned for so long to take the one little bit of positivity out of a show and just be like, well, that show is good then. I was like, no. That was one very small part of the show. There's another hour and 50 minutes of this show to get through that wasn't that good. And even though the one thing is the main focus of the show, that doesn't account for the entirety of the show. So in conclusion, is SmackDown actually good? I don't think so. It's it's not raw. It's not raw. It's not as bad as raw. I will yeah. say that. But is it there... actually good? Not really. There are a lot of people I've seen in the chat talking about, you know, well, of course, SmackDown is good. Look, at it's so much better than Raw. Mm. Being better than the worst wrestling show of the last 20 years mm -hmm. does not mean that you are good, you know? G goodness me. How, how bad Raw is, is that so many people have stopped reviewing it on YouTube because they literally cannot force themselves to watch it. That is a bad product that's a horrifically bad product that's an abhorrent product and being better than that does not mean you're good you can still be a bad show and be better than raw and i'm not saying smackdown's bad i think it's mediocre but yeah good god yeah like we we haven't gotten quite to the depths of the worst raw stuff like when mandy mm. and dana brooke walked out because nia Jax <laughs> fell down i haven't seen <laughs> i haven't seen stuff like that and i will say that that is worse than smackdown but watching yes. this show after the tag match felt like i was watching raw i was like oh mm. my god i'm just watching the same show i've been watching for weeks and i don't like the promo i don't like the matches they're dumb finishes like this felt like an episode of Raw, an hour shorter, on Friday, and blech. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, let's let's get into your ultra chat to see what people think about this this subject, and then we'll talk about the uh, the show as is. Uh, Charles Berg comes in to say SmackDown is okay. One great storyline doesn't change the fact WWE books shows with little to no care or reason. Also, I want to make something clear. While I treat you both like the dastardly villains you are, that's just the characters. You're good guys. Mm. What characters? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. By the shirt. Yeah. By the shirt. Uh, also, yeah, I, I totally agree. One great storyline doesn't change the fact they book the shows with little to no care or reason. That it, It's so frustrating that they put so much care and attention on the Roman storyline because you, that just proves that they have the capability to do good yeah. stuff like this and they just don't do it <laughs> man like because i don't know i'm not backstage i don't know exactly how much of the uh praise needs to be given to like paul Heyman. we know has been hands-on with this storyline and everything yeah. like that we know that he's involved i don't know how much he's involved i don't know if he's literally the person writing the entire storyline or if he's just giving direction and that sort of thing if he is the person just writing this storyline, for Christ's sake, I know they've done. I know they've done it before and taken it away, but just let Paul Heyman write the show, right? You know, yeah. just let him write the show. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I've seen several people that I, I forgot to mention at the start of the show. Uh, there is no AEW review today. AEW Dynamite got moved to Friday night. Uh, we're still reviewing SmackDown. There is no AEW review this week. Sols. Uh, and I think AEW's on Friday next week as well. Is that right? Yeah, I think they're on Friday for a little while because of the NBA playoffs. Cool. I'm there sorry, gang. Not be any dynamite reviews while they're on Fridays. That's just 
the way it goes. Sol's about that, but that's not our choice. If it was our choice, we'd probably be reviewing AEW Dynamite. So, I you know. can confirm. I yeah. can confirm. I would much rather be reviewing yeah. a good show this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blind Raw says, uh, here's some money for my boys. Sadly, missed both shows today. I was out getting my vaccine shot. Nice. Uh, SmackDown isn't bad. It's got some direction, at least. And they're trying with tag teams with Ray and Dom. And now Usos are back. And the IC scene has legs. Mm, IC scene had legs, I would argue. Last couple weeks, really not so much. Um, That's my uh, uh, humble opinion. Uh, But we'll talk about that more when we get to the actual segments themselves. Uh, Bazo Banks said, uh, even though SmackDown is enjoyable, it just feels like they're spinning their wheels. I understand the common conception is that we're in the post-mania lull, but why does that ha- Why does that have to be? Why do we have to wait until the summer for good TV? Yes, that. Yeah. yeah. Why wait? Just do good shows all the time. Done. I feel like post-mania lull was like a thing that fans started saying about the company because like, oh, they, they like, it was a outside viewpoint of they aren't doing as well after WrestleMania. But now it's just like, oh, well, that's just it is. That's what it is. It's the post-Mania yeah. lull. So, yeah. you know, of course the shows are bad. Like, that's, that's not, not an excuse. An excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse for them to do bad shows. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Steven Guzman says, uh, to be honest, I haven't enjoyed SmackDown in a little while. I didn't like the Edge versus Roman versus Daniel Bryan story. I enjoy the Roman stuff again, but the show is highlighting its flaws recently. I need more than just Roman at this point. Yes. With you, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm with you. Not, I still did enjoy the Edge Roman Daniel Bryan stuff. Not as much as some other stories that they were going, but still enjoyed the story. Um, but yes, I do need more than just Roman at this point. My hype for him does not carry across two hours, unfortunately. Um, and we'll do the last one for now before we get on with the review of the show. SMB says, uh, personally, I agree with you that this week's SmackDown was mediocre. I think it has been for a while, just apart from the Roman feuds. Uh, apart from that, the rest of SmackDown is pretty average. Nothing interesting is really going on. But Raw, the whole show, is bad. Agreed. Yes. let's talk about this show we're going to whiz through a lot of the stuff that happened which should be easy enough because not a lot happened so let's just make sure we don't overrun today uh so we got let's just do all of the roman no that's not going to work because it involved it let's just do all the roman reigns and jimmy uso and jay uso stuff to get through it so it started off with a cold open promo big fan of cold opens do more of them um Cold open promo with Jimmy getting fired up to Jay because they're going to tag together for the first time in over a calendar year. And I was like, yeah, Usos. This is great. Uh, Roman comes in and kind of is just like, oh, yeah, you got it all figured out. Like, but what's what's your end game here, Jimmy? Like, what's a, what's your plan? Jimmy was saying, well, it's to win. That's what we're going to do. We're going to win. We're going to win the tag titles and we're going to hold the tag titles alongside your universal championship. And he goes, oh, OK, cool. Good luck. And then Jimmy walks off and turns to James like, because you're going to need it. I was like, oh, ooh, that's, uh, that's spooky. Um, and uh, Jay is just like hesitating and, and Ray's just like, oh, does your brother speak to, speak for you now? Is that, is that what he's doing? And he's just like the classic, like oh. just talking into him and just like bullying, but not bullying at the same time, like drawing that line where he's just talking to him. But he is absolutely like it's veiled, thinly veiled threats underneath it in all of his speeches. Just brilliant. 
And Jay eventually is just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I might be teaming with Jimmy tonight, but you know that, you know, I'm, I'm still with you, like, 100%. And uh, and then Roman says, I think you need to tell Jimmy that. And that was just how this segment ended. And I was like, ooh, ooh, there's I some tension it. here, and I like this. I absolutely uh, love it. He Roman yeah. Reigns is the best manipulator. Like, he is mm. absolutely, like, a manipulative partner just being like, Okay. Yeah, uh, what 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 happened to us? Oh, yeah. Yo, you're gonna do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Good. I hope you hope you succeed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good job. But you know that that he's actually pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Roman Reigns so, is so, so good. good. Uh, and this led straight into uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits first match back for the Usos in over a year. Uh, I kind of wanted this to just go straight into the match, but unfortunately, we got a promo segment beforehand. Uh, Street Profits came out and cut. A promo i thought it was decent they were just saying that they're gonna win and they want the smoke and you know standard street profit stuff thought it was mm-hmm. decent but then the usos music hit and i genuinely got pumped up just seeing both of them come out together and both of them were quite like you know doing their normal like pumped up entrance like they started kicking the uh you know the, the red solo cups that came up from the street profits entrance and i was like man i have missed the usos tagging together good god like that is Oh man, and I, I I got like, yeah, let's go Usos, and they came out and they cut a promo, and I was like, God, I've missed the Usos doing promos together, just like bouncing off each other and like doing the one-liners to each other and stuff like that, and then the welcome to the Uso penitentiary. I was like, these are my Usos. I've missed the Usos. This is really great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I was I was very happy about it. But having said that. I would have much rather they just went straight into the match and didn't cut a promo segment at all. I just felt like it was a bit unnecessary. And when the Usos music hit, I thought it was like, oh, okay, so they're interrupting Street Profits straight into the match. And then the promo segment just carried on. And I was like, why are they still talking? Fight! You guys already had this match scheduled. Like, why are you still... D- d- do the match! You d- Do the thing! That's just me, though. Maybe I'm just being picky, but, you know. I mean, I like the, I like the Usos promo a lot. Mm. You know, we are not... We don't have a, a wide, a plentiful gathering of good promos on this show most of the time. You know, we're usually limited to whatever Roman Reigns does and his crew of Paul Heyman. And maybe we'll get a random other one, have a good promo, like if Daniel Bryan or Edge are on the show, but they haven't been in recent weeks. To see the Usos get to cut a good tag team promo again was like, mm, it's been too long. I yep. waited a year to see you guys back. And I don't know, I feel like, I don't want to get into like a whole long rant on the Usos or anything like that, but I feel like they've had like a very strange career trajectory because they were just like, they were the jobber team for like four years when they showed up. And then from like 2014 to 2017, they like just picked right up and they were like pushed as, Oh, well, they're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And at the time I was like, are they though? They haven't really won any matches since 2010 when they debuted. But now, now that we've seen the second half of that decade, yeah, they're one of the best teams in WWE history. And yeah. now we're getting to see them back and doing their thing. And it was like, oh, there's nothing happened in tag division. We're finally getting like an actual proper tag team back, probably winning the title soon. Ah, love to yeah. see them back. Yeah, 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 so 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 good. Uh, they're they're repackaged with the brand split and uh, like changing up the theme song and everything. I was like, God, they're good. They're good, aren't they? Um, yeah, uh, it was so good to see him back again. Uh, and the match itself, I thought was really fun, really really fun. Um, 
you know, the, the action was good. They're all very good wrestlers. I really enjoyed just the uh, the Usos tagging again together. But the thing that I really liked about this is when they when they first came out and when we got into the match and stuff, I was like, you can tell that these are different characters. It's not just, oh, well, the Usos are back and they're doing the tag team stuff again. Cool. Mm-hmm. As is. Same, same old. When they first came out, I was like, they feel like a different tag team. Like they feel elevated in my mind. And they were already like one of my favorite tag teams in forever. But in terms of like the eyes of WWE, it was always the tag division, which is always like a step a step lower. But when they came out here, I was like, they they've legitimately been elevated by Roman. I can honestly say that, that they have legitimately being associated with this whole story. Jay having those fantastic matches with Roman last year, Jimmy being involved with it and the Hell in a Cell and all that stuff. And the story since they've come back, they feel like an elevated tag team. They feel much more like stars and their wrestling style complemented that with Jay being so much more aggressive than we used to when he's tagging with Jimmy and Jimmy still kind of being a baby face when he wrestled kind of, but then he had like classic, like Uso tactics and stuff like that. And it was just like, it's just like a, a brilliant, like, ah, oh, just a perfect like mix of being like, oh, this is, this is so nostalgic to see the Usos back. And also, oh, these are different Usos. Interesting. It was, it was perfect little mix. Really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I mean, the match itself was really great. I thought it was by far the best thing on this week's show. Mm. But man, like, not only do they feel like bigger stars, they feel like individuals. Yes. Which, I mean, not to just throw shade at at twin teams and everything, but it did not (laughs) feel like this was going to be something that was a thing Mm. a year ago, two years ago. Like, if you told me that both Usos would have, like, their own developed characters that people would care about i wouldn't have believed you mm-hmm. i would not have believed you and now they're here and they are probably among the more developed characters on the show jay uso for sure is one of the more developed characters on this show that's yeah. so refreshing and like mm-hmm. so surprising to see this happen to a team of twins yeah exactly all Heyman's the man man it really is He's- yeah Hey, man. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I I really enjoyed the the finish this match as well. Again, just playing more into the story of uh, Street Profits looked like they were going to get the win. There was a couple of really close near falls for both teams. And uh, they set up, they hit the big kind of spine buster into the frog splash thing. But onto Jimmy as well. But as Ford went for the frog splash, Jay saved Jimmy and pulled him out of the way of the frog splash. Meaning... uh, uh, Ford crashed and burned, uh, missed the frog splash entirely. Jay got taken out on the outside, but he'd already done the work because he'd saved Jimmy. Jimmy gets up, hits a super kick onto Ford and gets the win. Amazing stuff. Jay having to save Jimmy in order to get the match. Now you could say that's just normal tag team stuff. That's just tag teams being tag teams. No, of course it's not. That's Jay, main event Jay Uso, having to save his inferior brother for him to get the win. Oh, man. It's detail. Like, detail. It's subtlety. Right? Right? Because that is there's no dissension between them right now. There's there's the overt stuff in the in the backstage promise that we'll talk about in a little bit of Jay being like, oh, I am dealing with my emotions. But there was no like Jay being upset with Jimmy at any point in this match. But you don't need to have him upset with Jimmy to infer that that's the way it's going to go, because Jay just saved Jimmy. And you know that he's going to be feeling that on the inside to be like, I had to save him for that. Like, sure, they got the win. But it was Jay that had to do the instigating. And he's actually the win condition for this main event, Jay Uso, you know? And you know that's going to be brought up in a promo probably next week. 
That's that little detail is going to be important. And that is why the Roman Reigns story is so frigging good because they actually pay attention to little details and they actually continue in their own continuity and it matters. And that's why Everything it's a good matters. story. Yeah. Also, I want to, I want to point out very good chat. Don't you mean triplets? Hey. Yes. I forgot about the third Uso. My apologies. It's right along with the fourth face of Foley. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that, so that match was great. Really, really cool. Um, and then later on, both the Usos are backstage uh, going to Adam Pierce, And uh, Jimmy is the one who's kind of doing all the talking and being like, hey, you saw that out there, right? And I'm looking to the future. Whoever's tag team champions at the end of tonight, we want them next week for the tag team titles. And I was like, okay, that's quick, but I'm on board. Yeah. Great. Like, if you can save this tag division sooner, the better, really. That's awesome. Great. And Adam Pierce is like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's let's give it a go. And uh, Jimmy is like, yeah, let's go. Walks off. And then Jay's face is just like, oh, God. And like hangs his head. And he's like, God, like Roman's going to be so mad about this. Like he doesn't say anything. It's all in facial expression. But you just know he's like, man, Roman's going to be so mad. I'm going to have to tell him. Oh, I don't want to deal with this. It's all just like all like the conflicting emotions in him. Really good. Really, really good. Love that you get a title match after one one win. Hey, it's the Usos. But, They're allowed. I guess, but like, come on now. Is it just because they didn't have any? They don't have any other babyface teams to well, face. Well, yeah, that's also, you that's know? also true. But yeah. I, I'll say, I I can buy that the Usos come back, get a win, and they go okay. You're the Usos. You, you, you can you can jump up the queue. The queue of like one. The Quayle. Like, yeah, yeah, that. Um, so then later in the show again, we had another backstage promo, uh, which was Roman Reigns speaking to Jey Uso by himself and sits him down. And I love this framing because they're kind of sitting almost side by side. Jay's like a little bit behind Roman. Roman's not even looking at Jay. He's just looking straight forward, talking kind of in the air in front of him. It's just, that's all he's talking to. He doesn't even j- uh, give Jay his, his eye contact. And he said that, you know, when, when Jay follows his plans, he's closing the show. As soon as he's back with his brother, he's been relegated to the opening match. And I was like, what a brilliant attention to detail. Like, Love it. the opening match isn't necessarily bad, but it's not the main event though, is it? And he's main event Jay Uso. Why is he not in the main event? It, mm, mm, yes, more of this. Love it. Details. Um, How often is this sort of thing ever brought up in WWE? Right? Positioning right? on the card? Yeah. That is not a, a plot point in any storyline they do ever. But no. here it is because it's an attention to detail. And I love that. Yes. I love it. More of this, please. Absolutely, yeah. Roman then goes on in a brilliant little callback to his and Jey Uso's feud last year and says, I don't want you to go back to a place where someone looks at you and asks, which one are you? And I was like, yes, Roman, you're such a dick. And I love you. Uh, Such a manipulator using Jey's words against him to be like, you don't want to go back to that place. Like, you know how bad it was. You mentioned it to me all that time ago. You don't want to go back there. Yes, love it. And you can see that Jay kind of already has a front to Roman. Like, he's not saying anything, but you can see he's like, he's still kind of, his heart wants to go and be with Jimmy. But his brain is being like, I've got to stick with Roman here. 
And he, you can see, like, he had a bit of a front. But as soon as Roman says that, his guard kind of drops. And he's like, yeah, damn, I don't want to go back there. And he says out loud, he's like, I, I never thought about it like that. I'm, I've not been thinking about, uh, like, uh, about it like that at all. And Roman just goes, yeah, you should tell Jimmy that because he's not thinking like that either. And I'm like, Roman, you're such a dick. <laughs> so good. Like oh, you said, you're so such good. a perfect manipulator. Just just pluck it at the strings a little bit. Just, mm, hey, have you thought about this thing? Oh, Ooh, so good. I, I saw, I forget where I saw this, um, but how do you get someone to do what they what you want them to do make them think it's their idea right you yeah. got to plant the seeds in jay's head to be like hey these, this is what you said this is what you yeah. said you know you, you don't want to go back to being the old jay uso and he's like oh well yeah you're right it's because he's that's that was his idea those were his words mm-hmm. oh, perfect stuff perfect yeah. stuff there's one lesson to be taken out of inception it's that um yeah uh an- another absolutely wonderful promo and at the very end of the night we'll talk about the actual match itself later um but we had the mysterious versus the dirty dogs the mysterious one shock horror um and they retain the tag titles and then at the very end of the show the usos come out uh they stare down the mysterios as the mysterious hold up the, the tag titles because we get in that match next week roman's watching on from backstage and he's a very angry man he has the whole lip twitching thing going on he's not happy about it so we'll see what happens next week really really excited to see what happens next week uh because either i think roman's gonna do something horrible to jimmy so uh or jay is gonna turn on jimmy and i I don't want to see that because i want my usos back but i also really want to see that at the same time so as we wrap up with the whole roman reigns stuff Mm -hmm. i put out a tweet uh earlier this week saying that i had an idea for roman reigns SummerSlam opponent and storyline and i was really kind of sold on it and i don't think it's going to happen because there have been other reports of possible main event plans for for the show but how and you could still do it before then there's still time it doesn't have to be SummerSlam. but how fun would it be to have the main event program be roman reigns versus Rey mysterio for the universal title while also roping in ray and dominic against the usos for the tag titles with ray kind of saying like this isn't how you lead a family, man. You got to have your 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 family beside you. You got to be equals. You got to cuz he's got his son there obviously mm-hmm. and have him be the babyface voice of reason. I think that would be a really fun thing and we're headed towards Usos and Mysterios and I don't know that we're going to get the universal title match cuz Roman doesn't have like a challenger right now. The Cesaro thing's done. I'd really like it to be Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. That match would be so good. It would. That would be a lot of fun. I get the feeling that it's either going to be Jimmy versus Roman at Hell in a Cell, or Roman won't have a match. And it will be the Usos versus someone, or Jay versus Jimmy, or something like that. And Roman would be involved in something, but he wouldn't have a match himself. That would be my opinion. Need more Roman, not less. I agree. Because I totally agree. I think Roman versus Jimmy is like, that's the main event I would book for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, And that's not the end of the story. That's just no, a no, chapter no. of it. That's a major moment in the story. And then we continue on. I, I just want the parallels. I want them to do the same Hell in a Cell match that he did with Jay, but just flip it and just have it be Jimmy. And he's choking out Jay to, to prove a point to Jimmy. And Jimmy has to succumb and acknowledge him. And I don't care if it's repetitive. I would watch it again because it's great. 
Yeah. There you go. And it, that, but that's, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. When you have a storyline like this with this much detail and can, like, just evolving plot, if they were to do the same finish, that finish would have a completely different context than when it happened mm. last year because the characters involved are now at different places. And if having him choke out Jay instead of Jimmy and have Jimmy quit on behalf of his brother is like so completely different than what happened Mm -hmm. last year, even though the optics of everything would look like, Oh, it's the same finish. No, the where we're at in the story makes everything different. And that's the kind of thing you get to do when you have so much nuance and subtlety and attention to detail in a storyline. Exactly. This is what we want out of SmackDown guys. Yeah. It's the consequences (laughs) that would be different. And that's what matters. It's because yeah. actions in this storyline actually have consequences, unlike mm-hmm. a lot of other stories in WWE. Um, but hey, uh, elsewhere on the show, <laughs> nope, elsewhere on the one. show, there yeah, you go. Yeah, there it is. It's fine. Oof. We just we just explained <laughs> why, but it's fine. Um, we then had uh, after the opening match of Usos and Street Profits, we had the Dirty Dogs backstage, and they said we're going to be tag champs again, and that was the sure promo. After sure that, <laughs> after that, we got uh, Natalia and Tamina versus the Riot Squad. Natalia and Tamina got a full entrance. The match started in the ad breaks. So the Riot Squad got nothing. Nice way to build up your women's tag division. Um, <sighs> I found this match very confusing because they uh, they started and it, it only went like three minutes total or whatever. Um, <laughs> after about a minute of watching, I just glanced up and I was like, Tamina's not on the apron. Why is Tamina not on the apron? And then, almost like they heard me, Michael Cole just goes, oh, Tamina, not on the apron here because uh, she was beat up at ringside before the match started. Like, what? That's... Huh? You know... it, 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 It baffles my mind. It baffles my mind that this company that does this storyline we've just been praising for being so nuanced and detailed and having so much amazing storytelling in it doesn't know how to tell stories like the most basic facet of storytelling is show don't tell like mm, show the thing happening even if it's a replay right even if it's a replay after the fact at least you've shown it so you have some context right and the other side of it is Chekhov's gun make stuff there for a reason Tamina not being on the apron did not factor into anything in this match at all. So why even have it in the first place? Continue. Yeah, I had a number of people, and it wasn't just this show. It was kind of like just the shows this week where people kind of became a little more self-aware and were like, why do they have wrestling during the ad breaks? Mm-hmm. What In what other form of entertainment is that what would happen? Oh, the Oscars. Here's all the people sitting here. Go to commercial while they give the award. Sports. All oh, the teams have come down the tunnel. Oh, that's so cool. Look, we just sang the national anthem. Ready for kickoff? Commercial. Yeah. Stop doing this. I hate it. Oh, and especially when you have the crux of the match take place during the commercial. They do it a lot where like the heels will get the heat during the commercial, which really kills the point of a match. But mm-hmm. if it's the opening of a match, when you have an angle to take someone out of the match and you don't even show it, what what are you doing? Yeah. Also, I thought this match kind of sucked anyway. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you know, there were great. a lot of moments here where everyone, like, waited for their tag partner to do 
their moves. It's yeah. like yeah, it yeah. didn't flow, no, you know. And I've seen I, I see people saying like they need commercials. No, no, sorry, that's not a good enough answer. You don't need to have your commercial. <laughs> have the commercial take place during the entrances. Mm -hmm. I know they've conditioned fans to think that the entrances are what is the cool part, but can we stop doing that? Have the commercials during the entrances before, like just do it like AEW for Christ's sake. I don't want, I don't want to compare them because people don't like it when you compare things to AEW, but AEW doesn't just have like, Oh, here's everybody go to a, go, go to the commercial as they start the match. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And also, if they wanted to treat it like a legitimate sport, they could control when the ad breaks are. Like, you just have the yeah. ad breaks after your matches. That's just the way you could do it. That's uh, a great also, thing about wrestling. You can just wanted to bring everything. this up as well. Just for anyone that's joining the stream that wasn't in here earlier, if there's no AEW review today, it's also not our choice, which we've mentioned. So you can't just say it's your choice because it isn't. Yeah, it's just not the way it this, works. This is one of the downsides of blowing up your boss. Mm. We don't get okay. to make decisions around here. <laughs> way to make it gay, Fabe. Love that. Um, gotcha. I, uh, uh, I, I think I might be wrong here. Completely off base. They, I this, doubt this would matter in the grand scheme of things. But it seems to me that they're trying to tell the story that Tamina is the carry out of the two teams, out of the out of her and Natalia. Because she was the one who was kind of dominant. She wasn't factored in the first part of it because, you know, she wasn't on the apron and Natalia got beaten up. But then she came in, she kind of ran wild. Natalia got beaten up on the outside and Tamina went, okay, and then just yeah. won anyway. It was so and weird. And then just won, right? <laughs> so I feel like if if that's the story they're trying to tell, that Tamina's the better one out of the two and she's the carry and all that stuff, sure, don't know where that's going, but, you know... Maybe that's something, or maybe I'm just giving them two credit and I'm trying to find a story where there isn't one. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'm just happy that this didn't involve Shayna and Nia Jax. Oh, thank God. That's thank like the God. one that's the one positive out of this segment that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Because when um, they came back, Gretchen. when they came back from the commercial and Tamina was beaten up on the outside, I was like, oh, Shayna and Nia attacked her. It's like yeah. 100% that's what happened. And then that's mm-hmm. not what happened. So. Totally. Um, after that, we got the Adam Pierce backstage promo. Uh, then we had Bianca Belair versus Carmella, which was a match. It was fine. Uh, mm. Michael Cole was not having a good night on commentary no. for this match. Goodness me, made an awful lot of errors um, on on various parts of uh, of the show as a whole, but especially here. Um, also, stop doing the Mella go round. It's the worst move ever. Stop <laughs> it. I hate it so much. It's the worst. Goodness me. Um, yeah. And uh, and at one point, Bianca Bella hits the KOD on Carmella, and Michael Cole goes, Oh, Carmella face plant. Come on, Cole. Come on, Cole. <laughs> he called, There's one he thing called, a commentator's uh... got to do. He's got to call out the finisher. Come on. He he called Bianca Belair uh, like Belanca or something like that <laughs> yeah. at some point. He sure did. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. And uh, Bailey was on commentary. She did a ding dong hello and joined the commentary. She was good on commentary. She always is. Uh, and then, yeah, Bianca won with a KOD. The two stared each other down. Bailey laughed at her. No progression. It's just the no. stagnant. It's just the same as it was before. See, this, this is know. a segment I wouldn't have a problem with if there were other segments to make up for it on the show. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because it was like, okay, Bianca versus Carmella, that's a new-ish match. Mm -hmm. We've got Bailey on commentary. That's like a different thing that they've done. That's fine. Like, we didn't get anywhere by the end of this segment, but this was like a perfect maintenance segment, just kind of further things along for a week. But you can't have five maintenance segments on one show. You need to advance other storylines is the point. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, After that, we got the Mysterios backstage who said they're going to retain. And then after that, uh, we got Seth Rollins coming out uh, in a frankly ridiculous suit. And I know that's his thing now, but you know, whatever. Um, He came out and he said, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to fight. Bring me Cesaro. And I was like, you're in a suit. You're lying to me. (laughs) Turns out he was lying to us. Um, And I I quite like the heel thing being like, I'm here to fight. Bring me Cesaro. And he was like, Oh no, wait, I stretched him out last week. I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, however, then he threw to a recap of last week, which is less good. And then he's got audio oh, of Cesaro God. in pain from the hospital. And I was what like, was this? That's a bit weird. Why'd you, what's this? Why is this? Didn't really add anything. It was just a bit weird, I thought. It was also, it was also his birthday for some reason. It is his birthday, like legitimately like, is his birthday. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, what was uh, what's the point of it being your birthday there, Seth? Mm. Just, just what's the like... point of birthdays? I agree, Tempest. What is the point of birthdays? Why does anyone have birthdays? I don't know. After <laughs> after like twenty six, everyone should just stop. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Whatever your peak is. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, he put on the serious voice and. Uh, I quite like the one line in here where he put on the serious voice and he was saying, you know, he, you know, he, he, he pushed me to a, to a, to a point. I know I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a man of integrity and, you know, I need to kind of own up to certain things. And, you know, part of the blame does have to go to Cesaro because, well, frankly, he deserved it and he deserved absolutely everything that's coming to him. And I was like, I quite like the fact that he kept the serious voice to just throw in another dig line at Cesaro. Um, and then he said, and of course, part of the blame has to come to, you people and then did a whole thing about you people and why you're the ones that are wrong which was fine (laughs) yeah proper that and uh, uh, yeah there you go yeah it was a promo the uh, i lost it at the the audio clip yeah like oh yeah some like that was a moment that took me out of the show and went someone wrote that and thought it was good we're gonna have an audio clip of cesar going And it's going to be heel heat. All right. Yeah. 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 That <laughs> literally just reminds me of the um, the Moxley talk is Jericho interview when Moxley's saying about Vince, about the um, the surgeon guy. And he's like, it's going to get you a ton of heat. And it's like, it's I could just imagine Vince. Heat, I, can, I, can, I can get, I can imagine Vince saying exactly that about this segment as well. Um, yeah, hey-ho. Um, I also, I also noticed here you would have thought by now, bearing in mind that the Thunderdome's on the way out, you would have thought by now that they'd have figured out how to get the Thunderdome noises to not drown out the promo. <laughs> because yeah. it really wound me up at the end of this segment. <laughs> I was like, what does that say at the end there? Yeah. Oh, God. It just, yeah, just well, really annoyed me. You only got so many more weeks to figure it out. I know, so, yeah. And then we whatever. go back to actual crowds. Hey-ho. Um, then after that, Okay, Kevin Owens versus Apollo Crews, right? Mm. 
I'm paraphrasing. This isn't what the exact wording that they used. But at the very start of the match, Kevin Owens is in the ring saying he's got a shot against Apollo Crews next. In order for Owens to have another chance at the title, he needs to knock off the champ. Why? When, when has that ever been a thing? That you need to beat the champion in order to get a shot for their title? No! You should beat all the other people to become the number one contender. What? Why? No, that's wrong. That's literally actively wrong of how wrestling works, WWE. Hmm. Angered me, that one. It's a rule this week. It's a rule. It's always been a rule, wink. (laughs) Goodness me. And it's weird because, like, Kevin Owens, I would think, would be fairly high on the list of people that should get, you know, a, a title shot, perhaps. You know, he was kind of screwed out of his original title shot against Apollo Crews. And then he wasn't pinned, I don't think. No, he wasn't pinned in the, the four-way match. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, of the people in the IC title scene, he would be near the top. But, like, it's just so weird. Like, he has to beat the champion if he wants another shot. Yeah. Whatever. And then, and and then I, he, and he I know, did, technically. And I know that uh, WWE does it a lot where someone will pin the champion and then they go, oh, well, you pin the champion. You should get a title shot. But it's the the insinuation that in order to get a title shot, he has to pin it. Like, the only way for him to get a title shot is to pin the champion. It's like, that's that's not a thing. That's never been a thing. No, no, that's not how it works. Anyway, um, the match itself was like three minutes long uh, with Kevin Owens just hitting all of his moves where he just came in, hit a, a super kick, cannonball, uh, tried to do a pop-up powerbomb, hit a stunner on him just straight up. So was totally going to win. Uh, but as he did the pin, uh, uh, Commander Aziz comes in, hits a Nigerian nail on Kevin Owens to cause the DQ. So Owens wins by DQ. And don't worry, because if you missed Commander Aziz hitting the nail, don't worry, Kevin Owens is here to sell the crap out of it for ages. <laughs> like, it was so long. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up a timer. Yeah. And I will I will stay <laughs> when because I'm I'm I can I remember how long it was. I'm just gonna get up a stopwatch and we'll just keep talking. And at one point I'll just jump in and interrupt and say, okay, now they cut away. Okay. So from when he hit the Nigerian nail to when this segment ended, it was just Kevin Owens coughing and spluttering and them just going, oh, you know, uh, Apollo Crews retaining, uh, but, you know, it was uh, Kevin Owens looks in a bad way kind of thing for ages. Okay, so I'm going to start the timer now. So um, after that segment, uh, we had the Roman Reigns uh, backstage, uh, one that we mentioned before with Jey Uso. We then had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura with Boogs versus uh, Chad Gable, uh, which was more Boogs playing Shinsuke down to the ring. Um, I assumed it was going to be against Corbin, honestly. Um, yeah, me too. Genuinely, Shinsuke came out and I was like, so he's facing Corbin, right? But it was Chad Gable, so that's a nice change of pace. Nice to see Chad Gable, I guess. Um, I mentioned in the uh, in the edited review early today, I was like, wow, they... Uh, it, w- what, wouldn't it be weird, in an alternate timeline, if you had had WWE champion Shinsuke Nakamura against, like, plucky underdog Chad Gable? Oh. Like... Don't don't say that, Pete. Come on, man. You make you make me sad. Oh well. Also, I would like to have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the the match itself it doesn't go too long either. It's again another like five minute match. Uh, Shinsuke gets most of the offense, just kind of keeps going through. 
And uh, Corbin at one point comes out to take his crown back, which, you know, he should. It's his crown. Yeah. And uh, Shinsuke gets the win, hits the King Chaser on Gable, gets the pin and wins. Corbin goes up the ramp holding the crown. And uh, Shinsuke's like, oh, where's my crown? It's like, it's not yours, mate. It's it's definitely Corbin's crown. Um, and then Rick Brooks and time on that, by the way. That entire time that I've been talking, that was just them of Kevin Owens selling. That's a long time. Yeah, give me, give me Apollo. That. I need a title match. Get Commander Aziz away from me. <laughs> that was later on. But it was just that. It's just him coughing the entire time that I was doing that. That's ridiculous. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, can uh, I talk about this stupid Shinsuke Nakamura thing for a second? Yeah, I, I wasn't done, but yes, you, you go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my my very short point basically is remember when I went on a rant a few weeks ago about baby faces acting like baby faces and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Yes, I get I get that no one likes Baron Corbin, and so it's easier to just do stuff to him because no one likes him and people aren't going to mistake him for being the baby face and whatnot, but. Why are the baby faces double teaming him and stealing his property? Yeah, dude. That's not a baby face thing to do. I, I, I said it in my in my uh edited review before. It's like, why do I feel bad for Corbin? Like the person I should not be feeling bad for. I just feel bad. He just wants his stuff back. It's yeah. his. Like you're just stealing his stuff. Rick Boogs uh, clocks him in the back of the head, he drops the crown, Shinsuke picks it up and puts it back on again, and off he goes. It's like that's his crown. As is, like it was. It's a funny thing for one week. If like he steals it and does some funny things with it, and then you know he gets it back or whatever. Sure, fine, whatever. That's that's all right. Why is it with babyface is stealing stuff? Because Ricochet's doing the same thing on Raw with Sheamus's hat and coat. What's the, why? It's the same story, except one's yeah. a hat and one's a crown. Oh, it's God. the exact same story, except Shinsuke yeah, sure Nakamura is. at least got to win this match. Yeah, you know, wild. Uh, Corbin just wants his. He just wants his stuff back. It's just not hard. He just wants his crown. He literally doesn't even care about, you know, he's not even doing heelish things. He just wants his crown back. (laughs) He literally, he came out, didn't interfere in the match, didn't interfere in the match, just came out to ringside where the commentary was, didn't even make a big deal. Entrance music didn't play, you know, nothing to distract Shinsuke or anything like that. Just came out from the back at the, the, the end where the commentary table is, came out, grabbed his crown, was like, this is my crown, and then went to walk off. That is the baby facest of baby face things to do. Not distracting and not detracting away from the match that's going on and just wanting his stuff back. Uh, who steals a crown? Honestly. Who, ste- who steals a crown? Um, then we cut backstage where Kevin Owens is still selling from the Nigerian nail. <laughs> He's still going with the coughing and the spluttering. And he says to Adam Pearce that he wants another title match, but with Commander Aziz nowhere near him. And uh, uh, Adam Pearce says, yeah, sure. You can have your title match next week. Commander Aziz banned from ringside. Cool. Cool. We're more likely to get a better match this way, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hope so. Goodness me. Uh, I love the fact that he still couldn't breathe after... It had been like 15 minutes at this point since he since he actually got hit with the Nigerian nail. And I just like the thought that someone literally, a, a thumb to the throat could stop you breathing for 15 minutes and just cough and splutter the entire time. I think that's hilarious. Um, anyway, then we got the main event. 
which was the Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, in an inverse of what happened at Wrestleback Mania Lash, um, Rey Mysterio was attacked backstage before the match, not Dominic. So wouldn't I you know it? Out yeah. loud. When mm-hmm. I saw Rey Mysterio attack backstage, I was like, yeah. no, yeah. they're doing it again. Yeah. And it's like, there could be a different story here if they wanted to tell the story <laughs> of Dominic here, but they didn't. They told the same story. And Dominic came up by himself, shock horror. They played it up for ages like they were going to forfeit. I'm like, no, it obviously, we've seen this. But we know what's going to happen. Like, why are you playing up like they're going to forfeit? Um, Dominic comes down by himself. Difference is, though, Dominic has, actually does pretty good. You know, he nearly hits a 619 a couple times. He does pretty, he's almost just one by himself. Um, and then Rey Mysterio comes out, and him coming out causes a distraction. So then Dominic rolls up rude, and that was the match. And it's like, if, if this was going to be the story of Dominic having to overcome the odds, that's a really good story to tell. Why didn't you do that at Backlash? Why wasn't that the match there and this match not happen at all? It, oh, mm, yeah. And I don't get it. yeah, I don't know why this match happened at all because we this has been a thing that people like to bring up for like going on three years now. How, oh, we're going to do away with the automatic rematch clause. And then they just mm-hmm. didn't. And there's a reason that, that you said you were going to get rid of the automatic rematch clause because it leads to repetitive matches all the time. And this was an example of why, why do we have this match again? Cause they have beaten the dirty dogs from pillar to post for weeks Robert Roode loses to the Mysterios. Dolph Ziggler loses to the Mysterios. They both lose to the Mysterios together. Why are they getting a title shot? If in theory, they just are another tag team in the queue to get a title shot. For what reason did they just get one here? And there's no reason. There's no actual storyline reason why they should get a title shot before, besides just being the former champions, which we said we weren't going to do. And it yeah. it's weird because that's not like that's not a criticism of specifically the show because they do it a lot. But these are the kind of things that add up. You know how last week we talked about the little the little minus ones that take a show down. This is another minus one where it's like it doesn't make sense and it brings the show down another peg. And a show like this doesn't it can't afford another minus one. You yeah. need things to boost it up. Exactly. Boost the show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then we got the Usos coming out and staring down, like we mentioned before, and Roman being angry. And then that was the show. Um, overall, this show was f- fine. You know, Roman no, stuff was great. Roman stuff was great. Brilliant. Loved it. Loved everything to do with Roman and Jimmy and Jay on the show. The match was very good. Really enjoyed it. Everything else was mediocre. Everything else kind of was I- either bad or was just very stagnant. And very repetitive. And it was like, you know, the Bank- Bianca Belair Carmella match was fine. Didn't progress anything really, though. It's like the, the Shinsuke Nakamura Chad Gable match was fine. Didn't really progress anything, though. And it was all just that through the whole show. I gave it a three out of five. Going two out of five. Didn't like, aside from the tag match and the Roman Reigns backstage things, there was not enough on this show 
for me to have a positive thought about it mm-hmm. afterwards, you know? Like when I yeah. look back, this will be this was probably the worst episode of SmackDown that I've reviewed so far. That you've reviewed so far? Probably. Yeah. I don't think there. there's been a worse SmackDown since WrestleMania. And so I'll go two out of five. Just because of that tag match. If the tag match wasn't on the show, and if that was just a longer Shayna Naya segment or something like that, this would have been a one out of show with a bullet. Yeah. Uh looking at our community tab. 53% of you voting for three out of five on the show. 27% going one higher with a four out of five, uh, with 8% going five out of five, 6% doing a one out of five, and the lowest rating of all, Tempest one, <laughs> two out of five, sure. 5% of the votes. I uh, would, I'm glad that 27% is able to enjoy this show so much because mm-hmm. yeah. I could not. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. We've got lots of them today because it's the very end of the month, and some of them got missed earlier in the month, so we've basically got two episodes worth. Um, if you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Loads of stuff going on. We've got Wrestle League going on right now. Uh, you can get your predictions in for Double or Nothing, where you get a big predictions league where you can vote against, uh, where you can vote, where you can uh, compete against all of us on the screen as well as all of the other pledge hammers in a big predictions league it goes for seasons and stuff get involved with it it's really really fun um yeah go to go to the patreon and also if you pledge at the 25 dollar tier or above you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to kevin wake him wake him Woo! thank you very much yeah thank you to thomas o champa hey thank you very much that's funny. Spl- Spluke's best friend, Adam Blomplate. Woo! Thank you very much. Oh, the plate. Dustin, the professor, Layton. Woo! Yes, had a video call with him recently. It was very good. Oh, That's good. a $100 tier perk. That one, get a video call with a couple of us. It's good fun. Uh, Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Also had a call with him yesterday. Woo! Thank you very much. Aren't you popular? Ryan Disco Stewart. Woo! Had a call with him Ooh, on Disco Monday. Stewart. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> The hundred dollar man, CD Horvath. Woo! Thank you very much. Super kick, Nick Mazesco. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Woo! I like that. Also one. had a video call with him on Monday. <laughs> he can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. He sure yeah. can. Sure can. Thank you very Didn't much. Know where that was going. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. The Cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Yes, thank you very much. Name of your 2000s pay-per-view, Chaos Rising. Woo! Thank you very much. We're going to shout out this guy again, because technically should have had two shout-outs this month, and one of them should have been at the start, and one of them should have been at the end, but the ones at the start got missed. So you get two shout-outs in one video. Go Tempest. <laughs> so, shout-out to Splook's best friend, Adam Blomplate. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Woo! Thank you very much. It's pretty, it's pretty lean. Mm, Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delvis. Delves. Woo! Thank you. Delves. Love yeah, it. close enough. Cyber Sunday, Digital Rowl. Digital Rowl? Digital Rowl. Digital Rowl. Yes. Thank you very much. You, you deserve to get a difficult one every once in a while. Mm. The Snapdragon King, Ryu Odante. 
Thank you very much. Michael, Miss Layan McKees. Yeah. Let's see it. See, that. Let's get in there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Arn K, the K stands for coolest dude ever. Yeah. Thank you very much, Arn K. We love you. And uh, finally, for today and also for the month, I love you 3,000, lucky 2,000. Woo! Thank you very much. Thank you to all of our pledge hammers over on Patreon. Now let's get into uh, the rest of your ultra chats here. Uh, Ruben Madeira says, uh, in the wrestling show Weekly Hierarchy, it's NXT on top, Dynamite and SmackDown usually tied for second, and Raw in dead last. SmackDown has the potential to be the best weekly show, but little things hold it back from being consistently great. I know you're going to disagree with those rankings, Tempest. Uh, I would argue that it's uh, normally NXT and Dynamite that are tied towards the top, then SmackDown. General. yeah i mean smackdown will have very good shows but uh no no i disagree with that very Indeed. much aew dynamite to me is significantly better than smackdown significantly and you know why it's because of those little minus ones throughout the mm. show they don't have bad camera work their commentary is most of the time much better than wwe and it's stuff like that Stuff like that throughout the shows where if you take that out, SmackDown probably would be at the top. Yeah. Fascinating how that works. 100%. Yeah. Um, Got a couple here. Uh, Anthony R says, uh, I'm glad that both Biggie and Black were not on the show last night. Uh, I would like this feud to have a proper segment to build instead of a backstage throwaway of E asking for just a match. What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree. Um, I would have liked maybe something to keep the plate spinning, but I'm, I'm a big proponent of of not having everyone on every show every week um to try and keep faces fresh and different and just switch up the people each week i'm a big fan of that it's something that nxt does absolutely brilliantly well um of just switching out people and having feuds spinning via promos and then matches and then different kites uh, different types of promos to keep the feud spinning um something they do very well that i i would like i would have liked some sort of reference to black even if it was just like a little recap and that was it like just something to remind you that it happened kind of thing I would have liked to have had him on the show in some mm-hmm. former facet, just because like we've said, we want everything to stay fresh and he is a fresh face. So I mm-hmm. feel like you could have had him on the show two weeks in a row and take out some, something else on this show that was just a rerun. You know what I mean? Like there was enough on this show that if you took out one of those segments, whatever, like, did we need the Kevin Owens, Apollo Cruz two minute match here? Like have that yeah. be an Alistair black, promo segment then biggie tries to come out alistair black maybe hits him with a black man i don't know i'm just booking on the fly here but like do yeah. something there because i'm more interested in those two characters and it's more fresh than whatever's going on with uh, the rest of the ic title picture yeah uh christoph connor's man says uh, hey guys do you think they pulled helena cell forward to do a roman jimmy helena cell match and after jimmy acknowledge uh roman as the tribal chief they do a roman versus cena or brock batch at SummerSlam, and the usos go for the tag titles uh i don't think they necessarily brought helena cell forward specifically for roman jimmy um i think they it was more because they wanted money in the bank to be the first one with live fans and they pushed that to july I don't know the reason necessarily they put Hell in a Cell in June specifically, but I just know that that was a show that got moved to June specifically. So maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. But who knows? I, I, 
I'd like to see Roman Cena personally at SummerSlam. I think that'd be really, really cool. As as do I. I don't know that this uh, show was moved up because of anything going on in storyline, but I'd like to think that it was. You know, mm. I would like to think that they have enough foresight to be like, okay, we want to do this particular match in Hell in a Cell, so let's move the Hell in a Cell pay per view to this time of year so that it works. That to me, I'd rather they still get rid of like the Hell in a Cell pay per view. But if they want to do the Hell in a Cell match here and they move up the show to coincide with the storyline, that's at least closer to what we've been saying for years about like do the Hell in a Cell match when it matters as opposed to just like this is the Hell in a Cell match because it's October. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's still yeah. not perfect. It's not all the way there, but it's about 50% of the way there. And that's closer to what I'm looking for. So. Yes. I got my fingers crossed that that's what they were what, what they were trying yes. to do. Agreed. Um, do you want to take these uh, these last chats? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Davil Shaw comes in saying he's big fan of Bailey calling Michael Cole an idiot. Me too. Also, I I think the general commentary standards in every wrestling show have fallen over the past uh, couple of years. Who would you pick on Raw instead of the uh, the Adnan Verk fellow? I don't know why calling him a fellow threw me off. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we already know who's going to be his replacement. It's going to be Jimmy yeah, Smith. It's, it's, it's Jimmy um, Smith. If I could have anyone in wrestling, like put Kevin Kelly on every show. Kevin Kelly's great. Kevin Kelly's very good. Yeah. Give me that. Genuinely, the, uh, the thing is, it doesn't really matter who you put in the spot because they're Vince. There's just Vince talking, but mm-hmm. fire a different mouthpiece. I really like Tom Phillips. Genuinely. I think he's a really good commentator, but he's just been saddled with being the play-by-play guy, which means he's got to do all the buzzwords and all the normal things that Michael Cole always does that we give him a lot of flack for. Um, obviously, now not with the company anymore. Very sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think he, he would have been very good if he had the, the reins taken off him. Personally. Okay. Uh, Kevin Cruz says, hey, guys, first time Ultra Chat. So, Pete, what kind of D&D character do you like to use more? Uh, melee, attacker, or magic user? Or something else, and for Tempest, what kind of wrestling moves do you like to perform? Grounded stuff, or high-flying stuff, or other? I like all of them. Um, I'd like to play basically anything. I enjoy discovering all sorts of stuff when I play D&D, and just being all sorts of different characters, and just exploring those facets. So yeah, I like any, really. Yeah, right on. Uh, as far as like wrestling goes, I'll, I enjoy doing a little bit of everything. I do like doing uh, a bit more grounded mat wrestling sort of thing you know like it feels mm-hmm. good to learn that because yeah actually being technical and like figuring out this is the way that the arm moves and you can go in and out of holds this way it's really cool as opposed to just doing like a we here's a big mm-hmm. big dive move which is still also fun but it's a different kind of fun and joshua yeah. shepherd says chopper you have talked about going back to the gym as the fitness fanatic of liw i was curious what your guys favorite workouts are also, are you guys excited about Josh Alexander versus TJP in an Ironman match from this week? LIW for, for, for life. Um, what's my favorite workout? I don't really enjoy working out. I like the results of working out. I don't really enjoy working out in particular. So I don't really have a favorite workout. My favorite kind of workout is one where I don't realize I'm working out. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite workout is just doing wrestling class, you know? Mm. Yeah, because it's like it is a workout and you're getting your exercise in, but you're not like, okay, I've got three more sets of this and Mm -hmm. then I got to do a set of that. Ten more reps, whatever, whatever that can get kind of like tedious if if your head isn't in the right mind space for it. 
But if you just go and do wrestling, you get your cardio and you're lifting guys up. So you're getting a lot of your workout in. There's good stuff there. Uh, as yeah. far as uh, the Josh Alexander match, I've heard very good things about it. I will do my best to find time to watch Impact. A lot of the time, that's very difficult. Yes, uh, I'm sure it'd be a great match. I struggle to get invested in anything to do with TJP. Me personally. too. All right, we've got a couple emails to get through today, Tempest. Um, if you guys want to email in your stuff, please do so to support at WrestleTalk.com and uh, we'll try and get through as many of them as we can on the show. Uh, we've got two today, I believe. I've got one here, first-time emailer. Got one here from, let's go with Hinata. They don't actually leave a name, but I'm going off their panel that they emailed in off. Why not? Um, it says, hello, Lost Intangibles. Mistrust. That's probably would have been a smarter one to go with the name because they said it at the start of the email. Mistrust here, sending my first email. Uh, I don't have any dogs. I'm definitely allergic, but I do have cats. I would love to introduce you to one of my little girls who literally walked into my house off the street. Her name is Yasha. Yes, Pete. I named her after that Yasha from Critical Role. I love you so much for that name. That's the best. Thank you. Um, my older girl, Gabby, is not a fan, but they get along okay. Jam that jam. Take over WrestleTalk from the fiendish Oliver and Luke. Take care. I love you all. Goodbye. So, Tempest, you know what it's time for. It's time for a yeah. bit of a screen share so you can I'm see the cat. For some... Yes, for some kitten pictures. Let me see. <gasps> oh! See, so cute. Me, it doesn't matter if it's a dog or a cat. A small animal is just the way to my heart. Goodness oh, me, and that's a small animal. It is. It's like half the size of that dish rack. Yeah. Goodness oh, me. Good. Oh, oh, he's a sleepy girl. Look at those whiskers. Goodness me. That's that's. Oh, it's tiny. That's just a tennis ball. That's all that is. That's it's hard ridiculous. to believe a creature so small can exist. You I know, know, right? But it's like, yeah, you just accept that sort of thing. But as soon as you see one again, you're just like, oh my god, so tiny. Oh, and then there's there's Gabby as well in that one. There's Yasha there and, then, and then Gabby. I see why you called them Yasha, by the way. I, I, I get it. I understand you, uh, Mistrust. Uh, yeah, yeah, me, me, yeah. me too. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, uh -huh. I need you to get that Tempest. Uh, <laughs> sleepy gals. Thank you so much uh, for that uh, email. We, we, we love that. Do do more of that, please. Uh, email in your your pets to supportabrastalk.com and we'll review them live on air. Chances are all of them will be just be they're great. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, thank you for that email, mistrust. Five I've got another one here. Five out of five, per yeah. Perfect uh, cat. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh got another one here from uh Juan, uh, who says uh, when the Emmys, amigos. Uh, so Tempest, I watched Scott Pilgrim on Netflix today. You were right; it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It was weird to see Chris Evans and Brie Larson so young. Anyway, how are you doing? Anything new? <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It is, in mm. fact, one of my favorite movies. If you all couldn't tell by That's the various, movie. yeah, the various random Scott Pilgrim references and Easter eggs I've thrown into my reviews <laughs> since mm -hmm. I started yeah. doing them. Uh yeah, love that movie. I'm doing all right, you know. I can't. Yeah. I'm a little bit tired because of the AEW Dynamite uh, stuff mm -hmm. I had to do for the website, and the uh, of course I then had to wait to do work for the news review. Um, 
just because I had to wait and make sure that nothing super monumental and news breaking happened on that show. Mm-hmm. And then it did. And then it did. <laughs> which, yeah. Which you've all seen because you've absolutely watched the news video. I know I have. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm getting ready to watch the hockey game tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm praying that we're going to win. <laughs> it's it's the Maple Leafs, dude. The, this yeah. is a different level of dread and terror. I don't because I don't I don't necessarily I don't think you're much of a sport guy unless I'm wrong. Are you a big well, football football I'm, fan? <laughs> Depends what you mean, because no, I'm not. I don't follow sports like mm-hmm. at all. I do have a degree in coaching and sports science, though. So, you know, kind of a yeah. little bit, but not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine that this same feeling is like what the Chicago Cubs fans felt for 108 years and and whatnot. But like, <laughs> like I has I have so I have a lot of confidence. I am not a fair weather fan, but it does feel sometimes like this team is cursed, mm-hmm. and I really want them to shake that curse. And they could have won their first round series on Thursday. They went to overtime. They just needed one goal and they would have moved on to the second round. Everybody would have rejoiced. It would have been the first time since 2004 that we've moved on to the second round. And then they lost. Mm -hmm. And we're still in a decent position. Like if we win tonight, we move on. If we win on Monday, we move on. But... If they keep losing, which would be the Maple Leaf thing to do, mm-hmm. it's not looking good. So I got yeah. my fingers crossed. Well, I'm sure it'll go great. Sports things always go to plan for every team. That's the way totally. sports goes. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like I was going to ask you something after you finished. I'd literally had a thought in my head, and I was like, let's talk about that after Tempest done talking about the sports. And now it's just completely vanished wow anything well, you want to bring really to the table tempest <laughs> well i just talked about hockey for like five minutes <laughs> i've got nothing my brain today is just like no man oh, I'm, I'm a bit tired i'm a bit i'm a bit on, on the downward curve i think uh today goodness me i've got well, absolutely talk, nothing talk talk about you pete I feel oh, like we don't hear enough from you on these shows i don't I, I have nothing to bring to the table because i don't do anything um that's the main thing of my of my life currently i've been getting back into overwatch league again recently yeah, overwatch fun. league's fun yeah um i played overwatch yeah we can talk about that yeah i like overwatch it's a good game um i i still haven't picked a team to support though because mm-hmm. that's the thing generally when i'm following sports as well i just want to see some fun games or some fun gameplay or whatever it is i'm watching I just want to see a good thing. And I always feel like I get too hung up. If I actually pick like a team, I just I just get swept up in all of the like, well, I have to see this team do well. And when they don't do well, I'll feel sad if my team doesn't do well. Whereas if it was a really good game and my team lost, I'd still feel sad when if I didn't support a team, I'd just be like, hey, that was a really good game. And that's I it. Know, it was I just know good. exactly how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I, I generally don't support teams, which is just yeah. weird, but it's it's fun because I just I enjoy watching some people be good at Overwatch, and that's what I enjoy watching. And we're getting a lot of that in Overwatch League this season, and it's good. So yeah, that's my life recently is just watching Critical Role, which is about to end, and I'm really sad about it. 
and uh and overwatch league and that's my life and work yeah naturally yeah, and that's all Who, i got who's uh who's your overwatch main well i initially played um i haven't played in so long uh but i initially played support on like lucio and brig um brigitta uh but then i in towards the tail end of when i did play overwatch i switched over to tank and made rhine um, hmm. I, I do love a bit of Reinhardt. That's always good fun. Um, and to a degree, Arisa as well. I was okay at, but Arisa was kind of like eh at the time. In like the matter I was playing, it, she wasn't very good, so I didn't really play her that much. Um, not very good at DPS because I can't aim, <laughs> uh, which is why I'm good for stuff like Brigitte and Reinhardt. Well, you don't really need to aim. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, who who did you play? See, I was the same way. So mm-hmm. my mains were uh, Junkrat. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was half decent at Junkrat as well, yeah. Yeah, you just shoot grenades everywhere. If a guy mm-hmm. gets too close, throw the mine. Um, yeah. And also Moira. Oh, Moira yeah, was, yeah, Moira was great. Love Moira. You know, she was like the character. As soon as they popped in, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, there's no, there's my new main. Just mm-hmm. immediately stop playing everyone else. And yeah. you just find where people are hanging out and you throw the little purple orb into that yep. room and just yep. i would do that and just kill players and they wouldn't know mm-hmm. where i was and oh it was such a good time i haven't i've kind of fallen out of playing that game lately because it was for like two years it was the game that me and my high school buddies would just play you know mm-hmm. over psn and then you know they started playing like apex legends or yeah. something like that and i never really got into that but I don't know, just kind of fell out of it, but it was very fun for a time. Yeah, and I, I, I'd want to play it again, but uh, the problem is that I used to play it on the um, PC that I used to have. Problem is, it was my ex's PC, and now she's moved out, and I don't have the means to play the game anymore. I could play it on my Switch, I guess, and that mm. that's the best I've got. It probably isn't the best console to play it on, um, and playing it on console full stuff probably isn't as good as pc in my humble opinion um probably but, uh, not yeah and my laptop will not run it so yeah you know, uh i i don't really have the means to play it right now but i would want to at some point in the future um anyway we're gonna have to go because we need to go live uh shortly uh for the uh for the actual main bulk of the show which we've already technically recorded um oh this is gonna be a mess <laughs> yeah it is. uh it's gonna be fine uh anyway Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys as always. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you for more content soon. We've got Double or Nothing tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a review of that on Monday. So keep a, a, an ear out for that one where Tempest and I are going to defeat Luke and Ollie in Predictions Warfare. It's going to go down tomorrow as well. So you can check our live reactions to that too. Uh, and other stuff that we're doing. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Buy the LIW merch WrestleShop.com. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.